Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily. Today is a Human Events special, The China Files Part 6, The Art of the Dragon. Today is April 13th, 2023, Anno Domini. Here's we're going to break down on today's special. Part 1, The Art of the Dragon. Part 2, BRICS Dumps the U.S. Dollar. And Part 3, War with China, Nightmare scenario all this and more head human events daily i want to take a second to remind you to sign up for the poso daily brief it is completely free it'll be one email that's sent to you every day you can stop the endless scrolling trying to find out what's going on in your world we will have this delivered directly to you totally for free go to humanevents.com poso sign up today it's called the poso daily brief read what i read for show prep you will not regret it humanevents.com poso totally free the poso daily brief Taiwan said on Wednesday it had successfully urged China to drastically narrow its plan to close airspace north of the island, thereby averting wider travel disruption in a period of high tension in the region due to China's military exercises. China has not commented on the no-fly zone, but South Korea, which was briefed on the plans, said the decision was taken due to an object falling from a satellite launch vehicle. Beijing originally notified Taipei it would impose a no-fly zone for three days from April the 16th to 18th, but Taiwan said this was later reduced to a period of just 27 minutes on Sunday morning after it protested. The development follows days of intense military drills that China has staged around Taiwan in response to President Tsai Ing-wen's meeting with US House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in California last week. It was against this backdrop that word of the airspace closure stoked fears of travel disruption across the region. When China imposed airspace restrictions during military drills last August, there were significant disruptions to flights in the region. The art of the dragon. You know, a lot of people look at the Chinese Communist Party, they look at the rise of China, they look at Xi Jinping, but they don't talk about the strategy. They don't talk about the tactics being employed. What is the strategy? We've said it again and again so many times. One belt, one road. The dragon stretching its wings to envelop the entire world. That's what's been going on right in front of our eyes all along. And while we are wrapped up in the emotions of the moment, while we're arresting the head of our political opposition, while we're cracking down on dissidents and dissident media, What's Beijing doing? What's the dragon up to? Oh, the wings are being spread further and further. And whether it's Iran, whether it's Saudi Arabia, whether it's Brazil, whether it's Mexico, by the way, as we keep pointing out, even Mexico is entering into this new economic agreement with our greatest rival, okay? Well, what's going on in Taiwan? Because we keep hearing about, is Taiwan about to fall to China? It's, is, is China about to invade? Are they going to start bombing the place? Are they going to envelop it? Are they going to see blockades? Are we going to see amphibious assaults? What's going to happen? The cyber attacks, the financial attacks, the disinformation spread by the 50 cent army, the Wu Mao army out of China. What's going to happen? Well, look at this. 
So China announced this weekend that they were planning a three-day no-fly zone across the entire Taiwan Strait. They were going to shut down all traffic. And we told you, this is about the maritime interdiction operations. I keep saying it on War Room. I keep saying it here. This is about the commercial shipping to Taiwan. And don't think for a second that it's not. Because what are they going to do? They're going to starve them out. These are siege tactics. 85% to 90% of Taiwan's energy is supplied by imports. Their food is supplied by imports. What happens when you can't power your homes? What happens when you can't power your hospitals? How are you going to fight? How are you going to keep going without any energy? That's what this comes down to. And they're going to go after the commercial shipping lines. They're going to go after the insurance. They're going to go after Swiss, Swiss Re and the reinsurance, the unionized captains that are going to say, I'm not going there because I don't make enough money to run a blockade of the People's Liberation Army Navy. It's not worth it. So what did China just announce for the first time? A no-fly zone and a no-sale zone. They announced it for three days. But now we see the headline out of Taipei this morning. Taiwan says that it convinced China to rein in its no-fly zone plan. Okay, hold on a second. What does that mean? Taiwan stated that they had successfully urged China to drastically narrow its plan to close airspace averting wider travel disruptions in a period of high tension in the region. China has no longer uh, commented on the on these plans, but South Korea, with that was also briefed, said the decision was taken due to a falling object relating to a launch vehicle. Beijing initially notifi- notified Taipei that it would impose a no-fly zone from April 16 to 18, but Taiwan's transportation ministry said this was later reduced to a period of just 27 minutes on Sunday morning due to, quote, China's aerospace activity zone, aerospace activity. We'll see exactly what that means. But do you understand what they just did here? The CCP just got the entire world, including Taipei, to agree to a no-fly zone. They're setting the precedent. They've set a new precedent. Do you really think they expected to get away with three days? No. But now they got you to agree right in front of all of our eyes to a no-fly zone. Do you think this is going to be the first time? The supreme art of war is to defeat your enemies without firing a single shot. The supreme art of war is to defeat your enemies without firing a single shot. And look. Do you think, do you really think that the CCP doesn't read Sun Tzu? Do you think they don't understand their own military strategy, their greatest military strategist of all time? Well, you better wake up and watch because that's exactly the game that they're running. That's exactly the plan that they're using. They're using it for one belt, one road. They're using it for the Belt and Road Initiative. They're using it for the Maritime Silk Road, and they're using it right here with the Snowfly Zone vis-a-vis Taiwan. Wake up and understand what time it is. We are seeing the art of the dragon. The wings are being spread. Oh yes. And nobody is lifting a finger to talk about the economic repercussions of reining them in. We're gonna talk about that in the next segment here because instead of anyone trying to rein them in, it looks 
more and more and more like everybody wants to join them. Because it's simple. The United States, the West, in our hubris, in our short-sightedness, we enabled this, we allowed it, and we are going to suffer because of it. Folks, you got to start taking care of your liver now more than ever. Why? Because the latest data from the American Heart Association indicates that adults with fatty liver were 3.5 times more likely to have heart failure than those without. The American Liver Foundation says that 100 million Americans have fatty liver, which means many people are at risk. We throw everything in our livers, cholesterol, alcohol, toxins, Tylenol, statins, cigarettes. That's why so many of us have a sluggish fatty liver that makes us gain weight and lose energy. For decades now, your liver helped you with over 500 key functions every day. It's time you help your liver. There is a solution, Liver Health Formula. It's an all-natural supplement which contains 12 clinically proven botanicals that will help recharge and protect your liver. Manufactured right here in the USA and approved by American doctors. You can try Liver Health Formula and receive five free gifts when you order today. First, you'll receive a free bottle of nano-powered omega-3 to keep your heart healthy. You'll also receive four free eBooks to support every aspect of your health. Try Liver Health Formula by going to getliverhelp.com slash poso and claim your five free bonus gifts. That's getliverhelp.com slash poso. Is the United States dollar under threat? Well, the U.S. dollar became the backbone of the global economy after World War II because of America's robust economy, its democracy, and its transparent regulatory systems, which made the nation seem like a safe place for international investors. But now the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, have announced plans to develop a new currency. Their goal is to reduce reliance on the U.S. dollar and other Western currencies as well and protect themselves from international pressure. In fact, Brazil and China have already struck a deal to bypass the dollar when paying for trade goods, which is a major milestone in Beijing's long-term plans to establish its own currency, the, the yuan, as the dominant international currency. So what will this new currency look like and what will it mean for the dollar? President Luiz Lula of Brazil has just arrived in China. And what's the very first thing he said? to kick off his state visit as he landed in Beijing. It was Brazil, where Bolsonaro was the president there. But something happened to him, and now he's not in office anymore. And Lula was plucked out of prison. Remember, he was in prison for corruption. They brought him out. The communists on the Supreme Court made him the president again. And now all of a sudden, Lula is in China, and what's the very first thing he says? From the Financial Times of London, front page. Brazil's Lula calls for an end to the US dollar trade dominance. The leftist president is now lending his voice to Beijing's efforts to boost the renminbi's role, that's the Chinese yuan, also known as the renminbi, renminbi translates to the people's money, their role in global commerce. President Lula has called on developing countries to work towards replacing the U.S. dollar with their own currencies in international trade. This is called the de-dollarization strategy. The dragon is striking. Now, 20 years ago, this was a pipe dream. This was not something that was possible just because of U.S. standing in the world. 
But you see, now they're going to walk forward because there wasn't a big enough economic player out there in the world that stood against the U.S. U.S. was top dog. But somehow there became a big player that stood against the U.S., that stood against the U.S. dollar. And how did they get there? Oh, that's right. Because our elites transferred all of our wealth to Shanghai, Shenzhen, Wuhan, Beijing, Guangzhou, the Three Gorges Dam, all the mega projects of China, all the Chinese cities. Why do you think they look like that? And what do we get in return? We get New York City with 120-year-old subways. We get Detroit looking the way it does. We get, in, we get Chicago where everybody's catching stray bullets. We get Washington, D.C. where there's mass shooting after mass shooting after mass shooting. Our cities are crumbling. Our infrastructure is crumbling. And meanwhile, China's on the rise. Why? Because our elites did this. And now, what's China doing? They've turned around and I, I keep saying this. They don't want to be junior partner anymore. They realized that all we thought we were playing them, they were playing us. That's how stupid our elites are. Our elites thought that nothing could ever happen, that the game would never change. They would go on and they would be the slave labor of China forever. And the CCP would be a willing partner. Well, guess what? This is what happens when you trust communists. This is what happens when you take communists at their word. And Lula's a communist too. Here you go. Here's the speech that Lula gave in Shanghai. Every night I ask myself why all countries have to base their trade on the U.S. dollar. Lula said in a speech at the New Development Bank of Shanghai, also known as the BRICS Bank. Why can't we do trade based on our own currencies? Drawing loud applause from the audience of Brazil, Brazilian and Chinese dignitaries. Who was it? I mean, you listen to this speech. Who was it that decided that the dollar was the currency after the disappearance of the gold standard? They're over there yucking it up. And guess what? Our elites don't care. They've already got their money. This is going to come down on the little people. This is going to come down on the little guy. Do you mean to tell me for a second you don't think this was China's plan? When you hear BRICS, think CCP. When you hear BRICS, think China. They are synonymous. This is the China-led economic dominance. And they're winning. Just going to say right now, BRICS is winning. China's winning. They're absolutely winning. They're, they're winning so much they're running the table. They're actually running the table because they've got Russia in a position where Russia's totally locked in with Ukraine. Russia doesn't have economic deals or trade anywhere outside of, outside of BRICS. So they're locked into BRICS. You get it? Nord Stream, that's sitting at the, at the bottom of the Baltic. That leverage, gone. Any economic direct ties that they have with Europe, gone. The only way they can get any economic access back to Europe is through who? Through China. You get it? The house always wins. If you build the house, you can't lose. Because everybody, when they come to play, they got to come to your house. That's what China's done. And our elites, they set it up. Look, I get it. When I was over in Shanghai, when I worked at the American Chamber of Commerce, um, just still still in college, you know, basically an entry level gig, I had a I had a Chinese guy who came to me and he said, you know what? At the time, the exchange rate was one to eight, so one U.S. dollar to eight um, Chinese yuan, renminbi, and he said to me, our dream 
is for it to be one to eight the other way. One Chinese yuan for eight US dollars. And you know what? They're getting there because they set a goal, they're striking for it, and the dragon does not stray from their path. You know, a lot of people complained about the state of our country or the way woke corporations treat us and their employees. But it's not enough to complain. We need to change the way the marketplace works. And that starts with you and where you spend your money. In less than one year, Public Square has grown to be the largest platform of patriotic, freedom-loving businesses the world has ever seen. Whether you want to support a restaurant that buys from local farms, a coffee shop that took a stand against COVID, or a bank that would never cancel you for your political views, Public Square is your guide. Public Square connects freedom-loving Americans with the community and businesses that share their values. Here's the best part. It's absolutely free to join. Just go to publicsquare.com. That's publicsq.com and download the app today. Simply create an account and begin your search. You can also list your business for free so your local community can support you. Look, we can't always change the world, but we can change how and where we spend our hard-earned dollars. Begin your search at Public Square today. China's military says that it is ready to fight after completing three days of large-scale combat exercise around Taiwan. The exercises follow the Taiwanese president's trip to the U.S. last week. And now in an exclusive interview, Taiwan's foreign minister tells CNN's chief national security correspondent Jim Shooter that China is, quote, trying to get ready to launch a war against Taiwan. Jim is with us now. Uh, boy, those are sobering words, to put it mildly. What more did the foreign minister tell you? Well, I'll tell you, you know, we watch these exercises from the outside with alarm, the scale of them, the, the apparent target here, right? A military attack on invasion of Taiwan. So I asked the foreign minister, how does Taiwan look at these exercises from the inside a and with genuine uh, alarm and seriousness? Because what they see in the scale of these things and the seriousness are preparations, training for a military attack on the island. There's genuine concern there biological warfare, economic warfare, nuclear warfare, cultural warfare. President Trump has been reminding us of the N-word a lot lately. No, not that one, the nuclear word. And we've been hearing it again and again, haven't we? Particularly from Russia, but that's on the table. And the Epoch Times has a great report out right now. China is prepared for war in Taiwan. But is the U.S. ready for a war with China? Would the U.S. win? Are we even prepared to wage a war like that? What is the nightmare scenario of a war between the U.S. and China? Because I'll tell you right now, we don't want that. You don't want to see that. You don't want your kids to see that. You don't want anyone to have to experience that. We do what we do by putting out this information. And I know I've been accused by people who I think are, are, are well-meaning of saying that I want a war with China. I said, no, 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 quite the opposite. When I describe war with China, I'm describing it from a position of, you don't want this. That's the last thing the world wants. That's the last thing China wants. And that's definitely the last thing we want for our children. You do not want that fight. You want to get it to the point where we use our economic leverage, our cultural leverage, cyber, whatever else we have to prevent that from ever occurring, ever occurring. If that means stealing their secrets and leaking them out across the internet, great, all for it. Let's do it all day long. In fact, that's my former profession. But listen to this. 
I'm just gonna read this this opener from the Epoch Times. I think it's fantastic what they've written. The ammunition is running low. Casualties are immense. Medical and other critical supplies have not come for weeks, and a nuclear attack on the American homeland is imminent. It's a dramatic scene more closely resembling a Hollywood drama than any war that the United States has actually fought in the last half century. It's nevertheless what many expect a war between the United States and communist China could look like. Both the U.S. and China are investing record-breaking sums, building up their military capabilities. Leadership on both sides appears to consider such a conflict as inevitable, despite rhetoric to the otherwise, because you keep hearing it. You keep hearing them saying that the United States will go to war with China over Taiwan. The United States will go to war with China over Taiwan. Really? Really? How is that working out for us in Ukraine right now? How's the Ukrainian proxy war going on? How's that ammunition working out for us? How many billions, what, $150 billion that we've currently sent? And by the way, make sure you sign the petition at defundthewar.com to end the war in Ukraine because Americans can't afford it. And that money should be used right here at home. And we're going to need that because we need the economic, all the economic leverage we can muster in order to bring down, wean the U.S. economy off of China, decouple from them completely, because this war that we're talking about, a war with China, would be like nothing that we've ever seen before. Just nothing like we've ever seen before. And when you look, I'm going through this this article right now here from the Epoch Times. The CCP's military wing, the People's Liberation Army, has been working tirelessly to expand and enhance the regime's nuclear arsenal and to hold the U.S. homeland at threat. The regime is expected to field 1,000 nuclear warheads by 2050, many of them capable by the end of this decade, many of them capable of carrying multiple warheads with hypersonic bombardment systems apparently designed to be used as a first strike weapon. Let me tell you something right now and be very clear about this. The United States does not have the capability to block a hypersonic missile. We don't. We simply don't have it. That thing will get through. Now, do we have second strike capability? You betcha. So that's that means our submarine launched nuclear missiles. So do you want to blow up the world? We could. Do you want to blow up China, blow up the United States? We could. I'd much rather not, though. I'd much rather the United States keep on existing. And if that means China has to exist, too, then so be it, right? We, we, we are not the bloodthirsty ones here. We don't want to let those bloodthirsty tendencies and ambitions that all people have be the ones that guide our judgment and make our decisions. We don't want to go down that road. Trust me. Nobody wants to go down that road. Uh, people talk about uh, the distance. Obviously, you saw the island hopping. You saw the immense. Look at the immense fatality rates that we sustained on those islands in the sacred island hopping campaign of World War II. Iwo Jima, Guam. Thousands and thousands of people died taking those islands. Do you want to get into another situation like that? No, I don't think so. Especially in a situation with a country that's got nuclear weapons. No, we don't. That is why that we've, we've established this website, defundthewar.com. Go and sign that up. Because even though that's about Ukraine, it's about sending a larger message that the United States and the people of this country are not interested in using kinetic warfare to seek our political goals. We have it there as an option. 
to defend ourselves, but only to defend ourselves, only in response, never first. We are not going to do that. And we're not going to seek proxy wars in two fronts at the same time as Mearsheimer warned us. Make sure you are subscribed to this podcast, to Human Events Daily. We're going to be continuing the China Files series. Make sure you're also subscribed, not just on Apple and Spotify to the podcast, but on Rumble if you like to watch the show. And of course, watch us every night on Real America's Voice because this is the critical moment. Are we trying to risk the future of our very children in going into a war like this? The art of the dragon must be dealt with, with the art of the eagle. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.